Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Let's Talk About It, a Tugiwaki podcast. My name is Tugiwaki, and this is episode one. I am so excited that we finally get to put the show on the road and have you listening to the podcast. I'm so excited. Okay, so let me introduce today's guest. She is an incredible person, loves travel, loves South Korea. Uh, in fact, she has a message for all our South Korean listeners. She is a resident of Kericho, which is Kenya's tea capital. She is a graduate of Desta University with a degree in international relations. I actually met her in Desta and we got to travel a lot. We got to make memories. Super fun person. Um, her name is Jael Chepogen. And she's the inspiration behind this podcast. We were talking a few weeks ago on social media and it hit me, wait, this conversation needs to be on record for the world to hear because I had never come across the information that she was telling me. And I was like, wait, no, people need to hear about this. We need to talk about it. And Let's Talk About It was born. So having her on the first episode of the podcast is really special for me. Jael is also very talented. She has created JL Unique, which is a collective of all her creative pursuits. She is a dancer, a photographer, a writer and blogger. She's also a graphic designer. And so JL Unique is the umbrella under which all of these things exist. And if you want to find out more about her creative pursuits and what she's up to, kindly follow her on social media. I've put all her links and everything you need to know in the show notes below. So I got you. Yeah, so I'm super excited to begin this podcast and this episode with Jael. Thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast. Um, here we go. Welcome to the podcast, Jael. Welcome. Thank you so much, Tiggy. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast as your first guest and for the very long intro that now I'm so I'm blushing and I'm lost for words <laughs> and I don't know what to say about that and but God bless you so much and I'm so happy that my voice notes <laughs> became an inspiration for your podcast and as much as I am nervous right now I hope I don't mess this up. <laughs> ah, you can't mess it up. What? This is just a conversation. So today we're like, talking about um, life after school, life after graduating from university. We're not talking about life after primary school or high school. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so when did you graduate? And what um, have you been doing since? Oh, okay. So I graduated in 2019, June, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it feels like yesterday <laughs> somehow, but uh, it's, uh, it's actually been how many years? Almost two years now. Mm-hmm. And what I did between 2019 
up to now, mm -hmm. I did a lot of things, trying to figure myself out, you know, like everyone else who graduates. So I stayed at home for some time between 2019 and like more than a year actually. And the only, uh, what I was doing basically was applying for jobs, anything that I just saw <laughs> in Facebook, in, anywhere, in WhatsApp, I was just applying, applying for jobs, applying for internships, applying, applying for fellowships, like you not know, being a fellow. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what that is. <laughs> but <you> still apply. <laughs> I just saw it's an opportunity to do something with my life. Mm -hmm. So um, I actually tried uh, entering a fellowship once. Mm -hmm. It was in end of end of 2019. Mm -hmm. So I was so excited. Okay, let me do this thing. And then 2019, it was 2019 December. Mm -hmm. And by the time it was Jan, I actually left the <laughs> fellowship. What? Why? Yeah. What happened? Well, I think they, they are first time for everything because I think it it was, I don't want to say the name. Yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. But I wasn't um satisfied with how they were running things because it was an NGO and the thing about NGOs they just receive money to do stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I, I remember the first time we met as a group, we went to a certain hotel and we spent almost a week there. So who does stay in a hotel for a whole week? Where is that on that money going and coming? I don't know. But at first I was like, oh, this is a good opportunity. Let me see if you if can give me some job or work-related mm -hmm. activities. But after that one week, it was like a month later when I actually met. There was nothing we were doing. The group was just there. And I felt like I was wasting my time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, was, and money was being wasted and it wasn't improving me personally mm -hmm. i didn't see as if it was going to help in, in getting a job or in my career like ahead like i don't know i didn't just didn't feel right and also so, i had so there's I this, had, there's this frenzy like once you graduate you're just like okay the next thing to do is to find a job yeah yeah where yeah. can i find this where, where are these jobs being found where are these jobs yeah, yeah. and so you so, Applied to for me, everywhere. I applied everywhere. I didn't get even anything mm. from all the applications I did. I remember even the week I actually sat down and wrote all the all the email accounts, all the websites, and I sent my applications every until I was just dreaming of my application letter. Like when I <laughs> sleep, I was just seeing RE application <laughs> for something. <laughs> something like that. And it was like more than 30 companies, I remember. Wow. Places, yeah. So, so you're you're worried, you're anxious, you're working, you're doing the job you have now is to apply for jobs, and then mm -hmm. the rejections come in. <laughs> wow, the rejections! So, actually, preferred if I got an email saying "unfortunately," mm -hmm. then people coming silent. Mm. So it's better if it shows that they actually read mm -hmm. your email actually maybe considered even reading the application. So even others would just say, unfortunately, 
you don't have any internship positions at the moment, or unfortunately your application doesn't fit what we're looking for. So that gave me some kind of hope. But at the time, it was just silence for months. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what to do with your life. <laughs> mm-hmm. You don't know, okay, what did I do wrong? What 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 am I supposed to do to make this change? Like it's like I I wasn't I, I didn't feel empowered enough <laughs> mm-hmm. by my degree itself. Mm-hmm. I just have mm-hmm. a paper, but it doesn't give me a job. It, That's it, now what that that brings me to my next question. What what were your expectations when you were graduating like concerning concerning your degree concerning a job concerning life like what did you expect life would be like after well number one i expected to get a job <laughs> and you know when you have <laughs> when you have expectations it mm-hmm. can lead to appointments mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i expected like maybe in one month two months mm-hmm. uh, interested in Give, give me a job because mm-hmm. you know a desta degree there <laughs> yeah because, because desta is apparently respected yeah. and and known across yeah. the country to yeah. produce like really employable um graduates yeah yeah so you walked sure. out of there feeling hey do you know who i am do you know who is do you know which university i've come from Hey. <laughs> well, it wasn't that way per se, but that's what I hoped for mm-hmm. somehow. Mm-hmm. But I I also knew that I needed something extra to get a job. So that's why I relied on my exchange program experience. Mm-hmm. The fact that I had been out of the country for a long time and I'm learning a new language and have all this interesting stuff, but it still it wasn't enough. You know, they 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 want people with experience and how else will you get experience if you don't get employed yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's very it's very interesting i guess the loophole or not even the loophole the the part that was missing was the fact that i didn't take an internship or i didn't have an attachment in my course mm-hmm. it wasn't mandatory it wasn't in our syllabus it wasn't anywhere and if there was such a thing where we could allow they could allow students to go and do an attachment or even community work or an internship more than once not just mm-hmm. the fourth year more than once to show so that you can show you actually did something or, or you've experienced office office life mm-hmm. you've done something to show you've worked mm-hmm. you may actually have a higher chance of getting employed right after school so, but you still have to so you <laughs> you found out that your degree didn't really prepare you for what the marketplace um expected of you yeah yeah okay so it's before true. this before this becomes an episode of bashing <laughs> our university <laughs> okay, uh, no it's my university as well i just i think it's important to say that when you're a student in university you you don't really spend much thought imagining what life is like after you know your career, your job is to be a student to yes. learn what is being taught to to pass your classes to get good grades because yeah. you're told having a good gpa is important yeah yeah but it's almost like when you come out of university 
it's a completely different world. It's the way like when you left high school and joined university, the rules were different. The game was different. I think the most famous phrase I had during that time was grounded between the different. Uh, it was completely opposite because you know when you're in school you're just thinking about studying and if someone tells you life is different out there you don't believe it because you're just very optimistic like no i am actually studying to go and get a job it's a very limited way of thinking because university has to be a place where we can not we can be unlimited in mm-hmm. our thinking mm-hmm. we don't have to graduate so that we get employed true yeah, we have to graduate. If we can't, if we can't get employed, why not employ yourself, or why not use your talents, your hobbies to figure out life? And and the fact that we just graduate and think, oh, okay, I need to get a job to actually pay my rent or pay my bills or mm. live by myself. Mm. It's a very limited way of thinking, and that's what most university uh, university graduates think about. Even me, that was my my thinking mm. and it's also the society that we live in where there are so many people who have graduated don't have jobs mm-hmm. so there are many idle people in them just waiting there's a mm-hmm. pool of us mm-hmm. all together and and the job opportunities are so <laughs> few they're, they're so, so limited few. yeah they're so limited as well and they expect a lot from they want more they don't just want someone who's just no work experience mm. so so it's a very tricky thing and it needs a lot of patience you can be very blessed to get a job in, like in the first year of your when you graduate and then you get a job within the first year mm-hmm. but there's some people who actually wait for 10 years and even there's some people who go in one job and go to the next job they don't stay in one place until they find what works for them. Mm. So I, I, I haven't reached there yet. I'm still figuring out my life. <laughs> but the first two years have just been that rough. Mm. And it's not like I'm bashing my university. I'm just yeah. saying what is true. <laughs> I, think, I think the important thing somebody told me is you can't really compare. Yeah. Um, you can't compare what happens to you and what happens to others once you leave university. Yeah. Because the people who get a job between the first two months, in the first two months after they yeah. graduate, but after six months, they're out of a job or mm-hmm. they're doing something completely different from what they studied. So it's, yeah. it's, it's just important to know that the other thing is there's no one way of how yeah. things should go. There are people yeah. who graduated and got married immediately. There are people Ooh. who are single like, hey, <clears throat> you're laughing like one of them um like one of them that's true that's true that's true you're right um so you really there's there's no one path there's no one correct way of things happening i think the most important thing to do is just be the best at what you are where you are so if if you're still in school and you're just like, okay, I can't wait to graduate, what are you bringing with you alongside your degree? Yeah. And if you're out of school, you've graduated and you're just stuck, what do you have 
within you or around you that you can um become the best okay. at yeah. yeah so now you're you're out of school you you've applied you've gotten rejected you're just wondering what next how did it feel to be an adult in the real world like you are you are literally outside of school you didn't have to show up to class you didn't have a job so there was like you weren't waking up to go to work how did it feel to be an adult is in quotes an adult in the real (laughs) world because i think you are still inside of this bubble of what next what's what's happening next well i'm still learning let me start from there Mm -hmm. um I'm still learning this whole adulthood thing. Mm-hmm. And what I can mention, the first thing was in school, I was I enjoyed being busy or uh, using my I was always doing something with my time. Mm-hmm. So when I finished school and I'm just at, at home, I'm wondering, okay, so what do I do with my time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this extra time that I have, what do I do with it? So I'm t- times that I could get bored and it was just boredom mm-hmm. at first. Mm-hmm. Now you, <laughs> you start saying, okay, I, I think I can do this. You try to do something like take up a, take, taking up a hobby mm-hmm. and you're like, ah, I don't think this one works for me. And then you go to the next one and the next and the next. And then nobody teaches you these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The learning yourself. Yeah. It's not like uh, there's a, a textbook saying adulthood, introduction to adulthood. <laughs> and it's, it's something that you have to learn and you need a lot of guidance in it. And the only person, the only people who can help you through it are the people who have gone through it. Mm. They cannot, obviously, they have more wisdom. This is more wisdom, more knowledge than you. Mm-hmm. Even if to them, if, even if they don't seem like it's right to you, mm-hmm. but they're still telling the truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. And adulthood is like a, a very wide, uh, according to me, I've learned just a very wide, big wave that keeps hitting me and back and forth. You know, like I'm just in a boat, yeah, <laughs> from one side to another. And uh, I found myself having a lot of time. And I got bored and I started have think overthinking about stuff. I started stressing myself out. I started pressuring myself, mm-hmm. like, uh, saying like, why am I just not getting a job? Or, it starts from there. Mm-hmm. And then it's slowly just going down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how it happened. But, you know, my parents were around and they helped me so much in this adulthood thing mm-hmm. i think for me it was also very discouraging because not very not much made sense and for me my graduation was delayed because of the pandemic yeah. so i was just like okay i don't know when i'm graduating but i don't have class and i'm done and i don't know what to do <laughs> um, but like you said you going to people who have experiences before or who have more life experience helps a lot. And one of the pieces of advice I received that was very important was just take it one day at a time. 
like literally because i wanted to know okay so at what point am i graduating when can i begin to plan for a job and then how long will i work there am i going for my masters am i getting married like i wanted Ooh. to see the next seven years ahead of yeah. me today mm. um yeah. and definitely um speaking to your parents helps a lot because they've been where you are and they they yeah. know like like what what to do at that because yeah. they've been there before so they know what they should what you can do to make things mm-hmm. better yeah. um another thing about your parents you left you were out of home for five years and <laughs> after you graduated you moved back home yeah. not as a child um <laughs> but as an as my independent adult how did your relationship change with your parents i think uh, whew, it was just different like now uh, we're in the same house but all of us have let me use the word mature mm-hmm. mature minds our mindsets have become but <laughs> not our mindset but let me say mine I, mm-hmm. i grew up and i became an adult obviously mm-hmm. so my parents are seeing me as an adult they're treating me like one and i can say our relationship became um more much better mm-hmm. even it's not like it was worse um they became open mm-hmm. in some way mm-hmm. because I think when you're relating to a fellow adult you can because you're in the same level of your mind that just somehow in the same uh, level mm-hmm. not really the same but you know what but I'm like saying. you're all you're all adults like you're, you're all yeah they're so, no longer raising you they're no longer responsible for every yeah, single yeah. action you take mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i can say our relationship became more mature Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a, I don't have a word for it but I can say it's just different from when from before mm-hmm. they still I'm still their child you know and they will always treat me like one but now they are more bold and realistic with that they're saying they don't hide it they don't sugarcoat it they just give you like that you know before when you ask them for money you're like oh um I can give you this and then you use it but now when you borrow they're like okay so when are you returning <laughs> well, like, wait, what? I'm re- I can I'm returning <laughs> I can learn okay I'm just joking. but that's a good example yeah Where they now keep you as an adult you're no longer a child so they want to gauge how you make your decisions um and everything that you say they I don't know it's just interesting and I others i like it mm-hmm. at the same time it's scary yeah. because they can come and tell you okay you are being moody or you are being emotional and that's not right because it's now affecting us you know mm-hmm. it affects everyone in the house when we, your mood changes or you are mm-hmm. mm-hmm. too emotional with something so they are real with you they don't it's not like when you're a child they just beat you up or they tell you it's not right but now they're just real in your face yeah and you have to accept it yeah okay and, 
I so, thank God for, actually, <laughs> for that <laughs> because I actually I've actually felt myself grow up so fast in the past two years. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for my parents, I would have just gone the other way. <laughs> you know, the other <laughs> down the rabbit hole. Yeah. If you know what I mean. And you yeah. have been consumed by your thoughts. Yeah. Okay. So we've actually mm-hmm. come to the end of the podcast. There's like two more things. The first oh, yeah. one is, do you have any question for me? Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to ask. Can I ask something random? Should I ask something personal? Ask whatever you want to ask. This is okay. your one chance. So when is your next concert? Oh my goodness. <laughs> 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 I was not I want- ready. <laughs> uh, what is my next concert? That's a really good question. I I wish I could tell you an honest answer. Yeah, like a specific date, but I yeah. do not have a date. I do not know when. Um, <laughs> uh, let's just say I am. Um, it's heavy on my mind. Okay. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot a lot of work goes into doing a concert. Um especially in these times of covid mm-hmm. yeah so i'm i'm and one of these things that's needed is money yeah so i am trying to find ways of being self sufficient enough to make a good show among other things yeah, yeah. eh i was not ready for that question oh my goodness okay <laughs> Um so this is where you give your parting shot what um Ooh. let me just give you a guided question what what do you wish you were told when you graduated about what this time would be like that could be um, your parting shot or you could um choose something else uh, actually mm-hmm. um I was told a number, a number of things by my parents when I graduated even even before the graduation date I was told that um life is different out there I was told that many people don't get jobs within the first year or within the first 5 years like mm-hmm. people who are waiting I was told even even relationship uh, um wisdom I can say mm-hmm. the word wisdom because uh, it's like now you're entering adulthood and your mind starts thinking, okay, should I now settle down or not? What should I do if I find myself in a, in a dating situation mm-hmm. and stuff like that? So I was actually told a lot of things. It's not like, but my mind is that 2019. I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's like I wasn't accepting it. I had this, I was very optimistic or I can say I was just passionate about, you know, I'm going to get this job. Mm. I'm going to get scholarship within these first few months. But as days turn to weeks and then weeks to months and then months into a year, I actually accepted reality. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, my parents were right. And that I should not pressure my, myself. I should not stress myself out. Mm-hmm. it's not good for me, it's not healthy for me, it's not healthy for my family as well. Mm-hmm. And 
what are, I think people can be, you can tell someone this is going to happen or this may happen, but they may not believe it. So I'm just happy <laughs> that I was told uh, from way back when, like when I graduated, I was just told this is, this might happen, but we are here with you. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, you're not alone in this and we are going to pray for you, we are going to walk with you until we reach there. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of family, that's the beauty of friendship, true friendship, because there are friends who have stuck with me all the way mm-hmm. up to now. Oh my, mm-hmm. <laughs> my stories and everything. Another thing I, I wish could, not even wish, I hope that it can change. I think I've already mentioned it, the fact of, of the fact that we need internship and attachment to community work when mm-hmm. you're still in university mm-hmm. so that you have expectation you have you actually know what you're get, getting into when you mm-hmm. graduate mm-hmm. so and also more more career preparation training yeah towards yeah university because i've seen there's some universities that have it but i think it needs to go deeper and maybe um having placements like this office that does the, it's i don't know what it's called something placement like they give you internships mm-hmm. they recommend you to universities or maybe they do more res- the university should have more research work and stuff like that so that you can use it to apply when you go outside you know you say okay i wrote this book or i or i did this and that so mm-hmm. yeah those are just opinions <laughs> so i think if you are listening to this podcast and this episode and you are still in school kindly do not graduate until you've done an internship or an attachment or whatever you call it in your field like there's this huge rush to uh to graduate yeah but we're telling you on the other side of graduation there's a lot of emptiness and nothingness Mm -hmm. And maybe you're like Giles yeah. was told and she didn't listen, but we're begging you <laughs> for your own sake. Do an yeah. internship, do an attachment, try and get a taste of what, of the profession you've studied, of, of what you've studied. And yeah, yeah. if you're in a position where you don't like what you've studied, you didn't want to study it, it did not interest you, yeah. find experience in something find experience in something just to say you worked somewhere you did something you 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 have some skills the other thing is your degree congratulations on getting it <laughs> but when you come out here so much more than your degree is required yeah, you have true. to develop personal skills you have to develop um you have to show you have initiative you have to show you are willing to do the work and do whatever it takes to do the job and to do it well. Your degree is not a, a one a one way pass into getting a job. You need so much more. So develop yourself, yeah. develop your skills, know what your talents are. Be like Jael, be talented. And if you don't know what your talents are, that's fine. You can you can fi- figure out a way to find out. Um I think lastly, the last thing I want to say is there's still beauty in this space of of nothingness, like we've called it. 
there's still beauty in not really knowing what you're doing and not really knowing what the plan is. Um, and I, I think for in your story, Jal, I'm so grateful that your parents have been so supportive and your friends have been so supportive. And okay, the few friends who remained <laughs> have been supportive. Um, I think it's just important to to know which people are around you to support you and to love you even when you don't know what you're doing. People who love yeah. you for you, not for what you do. Yes, yes. Um. So yeah. Now, before you give your special message to our Korean listeners, because we promised that at the beginning, I want to ask you a question. Would you rather? This is absolutely random, but we're going to do this in every eh in every episode. Would you rather be proposed to in private or in front of friends and family? Would you rather be proposed to in private or in front of friends and family? Okay. <laughs> um, oh, wow, I do not know. I think I, I would rather be proposed to in front of friends and family. Okay. Yeah, we are getting married. We're going to get married in front of everyone anyway. Okay. <laughs> so I I think it would be so nice if um we involve people who I care about and the special mm-hmm. people in my life mm-hmm. because it's a it's a very important decision. Yeah. <laughs> and if you actually yeah, if you decide okay, now we can get married and the guy now surprises you with a proposal. Mm-hmm. It's a very it's a one in once in a lifetime decision and yeah. I think it's best to involve the people you care about and that's your friends and your family. Okay, <laughs> there you have it, Jill's future husband, if you're listening, kindly <laughs> note, do not surprise her in secret, surprise her in front of everyone else. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> okay. Um. So yes, your message to our Korean listeners. My Korean, okay. If they are Korean listeners. <laughs> oh no, but they are. They are. Yeah. And to them we say, Anyaseo. Anyaseo. <laughs> so what I can say to the Korean listeners is I hope you listen to To Give Con- podcasts. <laughs> I almost said concerts. But okay, okay. We believe in the future. We may have concerts, you never know. Yeah, yeah, feeling if there are any of my Korean friends <laughs> or those people who are my friends in, in Korea who are listening to this, I hope we'll meet again. Tashi Manalkoyo. We shall definitely meet again. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> Thank you. And there you have it, the first episode of Let's Talk About It, a Chugiwaki podcast. Thank you so much, Jael, for joining me on this very first. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> please let us know down below, would you rather be proposed to in private or in front of family and friends? Two, 
who are you? Are you a university student? Are you a recent graduate? Have you been looking for a job for a long time? Um, I'd really like to hear your insights and your thoughts. Um, please share this podcast with your friends, whether they're in Korea, in France, in Canada, wherever in the world they are. Please just share to them and let's keep the conversation going. Thank you so yeah. much, guys. Bye. Thank you for inviting me. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. <laughs>